Ramble. Today's episode is sponsored by ZipRecruiter and Away Travel. Now I'm swimming along and this big nurse shark appears on my right side and I had to keep kicking it with my, my livers. And then on my other side, this barracuda shows up. I, I got to experience uh, one, of my, one of my first times ever being racially profiled. Monica had a few pitches. She was like, this sketch, this sketch, and Tinder for hot dogs was an idea I had. And I just go, yes. There's this like kind of character voice I do sometimes that my wife hates that I'm not allowed to do. Uh, and it's horny baby. Oh, baby more a pee pee poo poo, pee pee poo poo pee pee, caca pee pee poo poo. Uh, yeah. Hey, I'll I'll be talking like this. Pee pee poo poo, pee pee poo poo. Well, guess what? It's another Smoshcast. We're still alive. Yay. Oh. Uh, hello, everybody. Um, I'm joined today by Shane Top and our wonderful, illustrious writer, Monica Vasandani. Hi. Hi. Um, thank you for coming, Monica. Uh, thanks for having me. Thanks for being so illustrious. I'm yeah. super illustrious. I heard that word uh, not that long ago, and I was like, that's a good word. I'm jacking it. 100% don't know what that means. Good. I'm a writer. I can't tell you with absolute certainty. I, imaginative, I'm guessing. No, I mean, illustrious, like, like illustration. Like mm, you're, I think it's like like a visually like a, like a very like it's a, obviously a good thing. Like if you've had an illustrious career, it's like a it's a bountiful of good things. I, uh, I think I of it know. as uh, the same as voluptuous. Oh yeah, so that was weird, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> but like really nice. But nice though. I'm going to look it up right now. Uh, Well-known, respected, and admired for past achievements. Huh. That is correct. That's okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about respected, but (laughs) I don't know where I was going with that. We'll cut that one out. Uh, (laughs) uh, Before we jump jump too much into this, um, I just want to give a huge shout out to to y'all that are listening. Um, you guys are super awesome. I looked at the iTunes rating of the Smoshcast. It has five friggin' stars with over a thousand ratings. We did not ask you guys to do this and you did it. And thank you. And if you feel like rating it and saying nice things about us still, uh, I, I encourage it, um, and keep it up. And thank you for listening, of course. So I guess let's just let's just jump right into um, Monica. You told me like two days ago that um, when you first came on to Smosh, uh, it took a while for you to warm up to me. Uh, that is correct. Um, so I one I thought you knew this. Uh, no, I did not. Oh boy. Okay. So uh, I'm very oblivious to things. Because <laughs> you've been here for how, how? It's been years. Uh, almost three years. Yeah. Wow. So for three years, you had no idea. Nope. Okay, I'll explain myself. Uh, So when I first came on, um, I think my first week was VidCon. So none of the cast was in. Um, And then I think right around that time, you guys also shot uh, Smosh Games or Summer Games. Mm. So again, didn't really see you. And then you were working on the, uh, you were working on Ghostmates. Yeah. You were just this like person who existed, but I was like, oh, he doesn't actually come into the office. <laughs> um, and then you showed up and it was like you and Anthony just giving me notes. And so I was like, okay, so this guy I don't know is going to come in here and tell me I'm not funny. <laughs> but like ultimately, like at that time, I didn't understand Smosh's voice yet. So really what I was writing didn't work at all, but I didn't know how to take notes. And so I I don't know, just didn't like it. So you're just kind of like, fuck that guy. Kinda, yeah. So I was a villain. Like I knew that, I was like, oh, this is this thing you built. And so I had respect for that. But at the same time, I was like, who's this guy? It's also tough because at that point, you and Anthony had been making these sketches for so long. You guys yeah. had your system. Yeah. And so you were trying to come in and, and uh, write and help out with something. And you're thrown into a completely new territory that you're figuring out. And so you're getting yeah. all these notes and you're like, where is this coming it's from? Like, it's like a well-worn wagon path, you know, mm-hmm. like – We've 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 taken our Oregon Trail wagons across this trail <laughs> for you know 
12 years and we've we've worn in those ruts so then the moment monica comes in here and like a fucking tractor and just starts (laughs) driving over our tracks like this is how you do it right hey guys let's go left yeah and then we're like whoa that's not what we do here's some notes on how to drive a tractor our way i don't know this is a terrible (laughs) analogy (laughs) i'm trying to wrap my head around it (laughs) what i'm saying is uh uh you know, way to, way to judge me. I mean, eventually we got there. Yeah. Because you were working so hard on other stuff, you also weren't writing anything at that time. Yeah. So I, like, I didn't hear any jokes you had written, but you were like, I hate your jokes. <laughs> but, like, wouldn't... I don't think I said it in those words. No, no, not in those words. Like, you were nice and diplomatic about it, but ultimately I got really sensitive. And yeah. so I was like... He's so mean. Yeah, that's that's true because we were like 100% focused on on getting Ghostmates finished and then, yeah, Smosh Summer Games. So, yeah, we really were just – God, that was a crazy time because like, we, were, we were doing so much crap at once. And I had totally forgotten that like – because that was Smosh Summer Games camp where we, we were off in like some secluded uh, forest area in the middle of like working on the, the shoot, Anthony and I would go off and give like notes on Ghostmates and like figure that out. So to, to also have to be working on the sketches was, was a little bit of a stretch. Yeah, yeah. There were definitely periods of time back then that were nuts, uh, especially for you guys. And I feel like all of us went through that sort of phase that you went through of like of just joining being the new guy. joining a comedy brand that's been around for well over a decade and you join and you're like, all right, how do I learn uh, to learn this comedy's you know style while also bringing in my own? Because yeah. um, I'm sure early on I brought a bunch of sketches or ideas that it was just like, all right, cool. That's fun in Shane's mind. How do we make this uh, fit and work? Um, so yeah. what if we all just yell? <laughs> yeah, well, probably. You brought, <laughs> I mean, like one of the first things that you brought, which was a, which was in your audition, was uh, Tom Cruise working at a subway. It was working at a Chipotle. Chipotle, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> and so we we were like, okay, like obviously your Tom Cruise impersonation was great. And we basically worked it into Tom Cruise was our roommate. Yeah. We we're like, oh, okay, what's what's like what's a scenario that would actually make more sense in the Smosh world? Mm-hmm. And then um and then this <sighs> fucking guy <laughs> contacted us like six months later and was like, You stole my idea of Tom Cruise being a roommate. Like we had to like come to this like agreement because he was, th- I want to say he was I threatening never, legal That I would action. never do Tom Cruise ever again yeah. on the channel or something. It was, it was it, dumb. It sucked because we like, we vividly remembered organically coming to the idea. Yeah. And all, also our sketch beyond just the overall idea was so different. Yeah. But I felt awful because I was like, oh great, I'm the worst person. Yeah. And that's when you were new? I was brand new. Oh. And I was like, God, this sucks. This what? What are the chances of this? And like the sketch was seven years prior like right so i'm like i can't scour the internet every time and be like oh this is relatively close yeah but i think now we're pretty good about like as soon as we have an idea and it's we're like oh this has some traction we immediately just search everything for any combination of words yeah just to make sure we're not it's still it still scarred situation. me I, with part, tweets yeah. with everything i'm like has this been done before and i'll often in pitch meetings just pitching an idea i'll be like this is Maybe been done before. I just want to get that out there. But um, this is my idea. And, you know. It's also like everything's kind of been done before. Like there are very few ideas that are 100% fresh. Right. Um, Especially on YouTube specifically because there are certain things that, you know, do well or that we go after. And it's you sometimes have to be like, well, that's far away enough that we can still do this. Yeah. Right. I mean, especially if you're commenting on something pop culture, yeah, everyone's going to have a take on that. Right. Uh, so it's it's not too absurd to think that two people in the entire universe are going to have a similar thought. It was just, it was weird. With the Tom Cruise roommate thing, we were just kind of like, fine. Yeah, like, it wasn't a big deal. It's not something we're going to waste our time like you know, getting into a legal battle about. Right. Um, I will say um, Macaulay Culkin tweeted something that I tweeted. Oh. So. You got to get him. Yeah. Verbatim? 
Um, he added a word to the end. Mm. Um, Did, and should so we go I, after him? I think we should. I posted screenshots of both of our tweets. Uh, it got <laughs> 10 likes and uh, no one really cared. Yeah. Oh, okay. All In right. your defense, his tweet was, as an Indian woman, I feel... <laughs> <laughs> how I start all of my tweets. Yeah. <laughs> all of your you tweets should. are that. I'm That's glad how you they could... expanded the character count because I was really not getting <laughs> much more in tough. there. <laughs> That's how you could uh, get around... Uh, like uh, being having your stuff stolen. Just say, yeah. as an Indian American woman, this, 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 who also has a little baby boy. Mm-hmm. And then you have like three characters left for your actual joke on your Twitter. You yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that sounds good. That's right. smart. Way to go, Ian. So one one thing that the the viewers might notice, not, listeners can't can't see us. I'm sorry, but um, for some reason we all wore pastel today. Uh, it was entirely planned on Monica and I's yeah. part. We brought it up yesterday. You, we go. And you were there when I wasn't listening. Yeah, well, you were one hundred percent physically there. Hmm, mm-hmm. that sounds about right. Yeah, I looked you dead in the eyes <laughs> as I said it, and I just blinked. And I you had, nodded. I just had a soulless look in my eyes and went, "Uh huh." <laughs> <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> no, what was it? What was it? Was it two days ago that you were talking about, or we were talking about Ian? Not paying attention. Yes. You entered and we were like, yeah, we were talking about something. And you're like, oh, "Oh, yeah, that thing. And we're like, what thing are you thinking we're talking about? And you're like, oh, the thing. And we're like, I thought you said, what are you talking about? And then you lost track of what you were saying and forgot you were in a conversation. Well, no, because I realized I realized that I completely heard you guys wrong when I walked in because because I there's a big topic that I wanted to talk about on this podcast and I was coming in there excited to, to be like, hey, guys, we should talk about this. And then I could have fucking sworn that you guys were saying that as I walked in. So I was like, oh, my God. Yes, let's talk about that. And you guys are like, huh? And then I was like, oh, what? It took us 10 solid minutes. <laughs> yeah. To coax it out of you. Because yeah. we kept asking what you were talking about. And you were, like, refusing to tell us until we told you what we were talking about. So weird. Yeah. What were you guys talking about? I don't remember. I, was, I don't I wasn't even listening. remember. It wasn't uh, important. It was probably like something mildly personal. Wait, no, weren't we literally talking about Ian and meetings? No, that was because we were talking about someone feeling worthless. Oh, well, there you <laughs> yeah. go. Someone. <laughs> I'm worthless in meetings? No, you're not worthless in meetings. No. No, that's a different subject. That's d- different. What 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 is going on? Oh oh, Shane, oh, you're getting no. adjusted. I'm getting adjusted. Oh, uh, for those for those who are just listening on audio, someone came in and uh, 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 that I, I had thrown that's, up a little bit on my that's shirt. Kevin, our producer, uh, okay. producer Kevin. Ke- sorry, uh, I, I you know, Finnerty also stood up. There was people moving around. Uh, someone uh, put a weird hat on me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Someone gave you a little handy under the table. Yes. No, that wasn't Kevin. I don't know who did that. How do I get in uh, on that? Surprise. Great. <laughs> I'm waiting. Well, you have to you have to you have to earn your keep here at Smosh. That doesn't come until you unlock year five. Okay. Uh, I'm not even on year five. <laughs> I can't. Shane got his handy early. <laughs> I'm not even on year four yet. What? I'm not. Really? Not yet. Are you really? sure? I am one hundred percent positive. When did you start? I started in June. Okay. But like we were talking to June you probably what? around this time, right? Yeah, it, it was took talks. a while. It took a while to talks, finalize. All took that. a while to, to coax me in. <laughs> yeah, I was like outside, and you're like, you're like, come on, come on, <laughs> and I'm like, and I like would get, I'd be like, oh, and, and then I'd run away, and you'd have to get some bread and toss it, put it out in lines, yeah. and I'd like be like, Meh. and then the final <laughs> thing that got him was the handy contract. The handy yeah. contract. <laughs> But I said, if your I said if your biceps get swollen enough, I can cut a year off that contract. Oh, so yeah. I just got to get swole. Cha. But you're already swole. Oh my god, thank you, Shane. I've gone rock climbing with with Monica, and yeah. she kicks ass. Do you yeah. like Do you like rock climbing or bouldering better? Um, so I just started bouldering, which uh, if you aren't familiar with climbing, bouldering is shorter walls and no ropes, but there are pads under you, so you just kind of hop off. Um, and then roped climbing, taller walls, you're attached by a rope. And I started recently, and I actually really like it. I kind of roasted it for a while because there's definitely two different camps of climbers. Uh-huh. Um, and the people that I climbed with were also very anti-bouldering, so we would just talk shit. And uh-huh. then I started doing it, and I fell in love. 
because it's more like technical, right? It's like it's like small challenges, and like you you can you can constantly fail and then get back up and try to do it again. Yeah,、right? you can really like you spend a lot of time getting one move right.、Um, whereas I feel like sometimes when I'm on a taller wall,、um, I'm just focused on moving on to the next part and not nailing the move really precisely. Yeah, I. I freak out immediately. <laughs> Once I get like five feet off the ground, I'm like,、oh, "But what if my guy doesn't catch me?" I'm a very risk averse person.、Uh, I、uh, my dad was definitely more of the risk taker. He he did hang gliding and all that stuff. And, That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. being yeah. like way up in the sky or being in the ocean really scares me. Yeah, ocean doesn't scare me. Really, dude. It's but it's the same type of feeling where it's weird. Because、uh, I remember when I was younger, we would. Go to Key West and go fishing, and we'd be out like fifteen, twenty miles. And there was one vivid memory I have of just jumping into the ocean, just like I was in my swim trunks, and I was like, "Let's just jump in." It's just like we don't know. You don't belong there. Where this goes? Um, my great, great, great ancestors were fish. <laughs> <laughs> have you heard of? Okay. <laughs> have you heard of thalassophobia? That's what. That's what. Yeah, the fear of the deep. And, yeah.、Uh, Is it open water or? It's uh. It's. Uh, compulsive fear of the sea, or really any deep, dark body、mm-hmm. of water. I don't、mm-hmm. think that I have a compulsive fear. I just understand that we're not meant to be there. <laughs> I will admit, it's there was a time when I was snorkeling, and the water can get really murky, whatever. And I, I was probably like nine years old, and I'm swimming along, and、uh, my dad was spear fishing, so he would sometimes just go way ahead, and he would leave me just like kind of by myself. Nope. And、uh, nope. There was a time the water was really murky. I think he、really、was、murky, trying to kill you. Yeah. And probably and.、Uh, There's these fish called tarpon, and they're they can get up to like eight, nine feet, or no, not a, but like six, seven feet, right?、Okay. So like a school of just massive ones suddenly、oh、just like comes towards me, and they like they just appear. So you just suddenly see these massive things, and they're so close to you. It's really trippy that it's just all this stuff is always around. Did one touch you? No, but you will touch things. Like things get so close. There was a time when my dad was he was. He had some fish that he'd killed, and he gave me the ring of of dead fish. So I had three dead fish. I'm I'm like same age. So you were the shark bait, and I'm swimming along, and this big nurse shark appears on my right side,、oh. and is like, "I'm gonna take those. Like, I'm gonna get those." And this shark is way bigger than me, but it, I know it's not a shark that'll kill me. Yeah. But it's swimming towards me, and I had to keep kicking it with my flippers. <laughs>、oh、and then on my other side, this barracuda shows up. Oh yeah. And barracudas are those actually are terrifying. Those are frightening. They look like a Disney villain. Um, and it's trying to get it on my. So I'm 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 sandwiched between them both, and I'm like I'm like kind of like trying to yell, but I'm I have a snorkel in my okay, mouth. So, so to <laughs> confirm, your dad. Left you, yeah, and you didn't die. So then he was like, "Hold these fish, I'll、yep. be back." In shark infested waters. We do that all、waters. the time.、Uh, actually, my brother, when he was younger, this was years prior.、Uh, same situation. A shark did bite his hand、uh, with the ring of fish, <laughs> and and、uh, bit the glove. Luckily, he was wearing a glove, but it、hell? bit the. It took the glove off and took the ring, and he comes up and he goes. Dad, I, I like whatever. Like the shark bit the ring out of my hand and stuff. My dad goes, "You lost the ring." <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Very, very intense. My dad Shane, is insane when he gets in the water. Shane, I don't know if this is too personal, but、um, do you think your dad ever wanted kids? Ah!、Uh, <laughs> Or do you think he wanted to... to go out to the sea? <laughs>、uh, did he have a life insurance policy out on you? Maybe. How often did did、uh, Hi, I'm going to go out to the ocean with my eight year old son?、Uh, <laughs> I'd like to get just in case he dies. Want to make sure I get some money? Yeah. How often did he make you hold the dead fish that are bleeding in the ocean and attracting sharks and barracudas? Well, all the time. Oh my god! <laughs> did he ever? Hold it was on only that.、Fish? It was only that one time, and that really sucked. Because it didn't it. work out. So yeah. Yeah. No, he gave up.、Plan. He's like, ah, not this. The fish don't want him. Yeah. Well, nurse sharks <laughs> aren't. Those、him. aren't dangerous, right? Nurse sharks aren't dangerous. No, but. They'll try to get fish if you have them, and same with barracudas. They're not dangerous. They're not going to go for a person. But if you're wearing,、uh, like, you shouldn't wear jewelry or anything, anything、oh, shiny, because fish、yeah. will just go up and bite your ear off Dang, or I'll something. Take off all my earrings. Don't do it, Ian. Sorry, it's just they're part of your personality. I know. I look、That's、so fabulous.、Are. Thank you.、Yeah. I'm sorry that you know your dad tried to get you killed. It's okay. It made me. A, it made me who I am. <laughs> a you're YouTuber. Also a disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> a disappointment. <laughs> This is how Monica talks. Like even when she is genuinely super excited, you're you're at this level. Like it's always. I feel like、uh, you're always like, oh yeah, I'm really excited about that. I、That's、feel it inside.、Cool. 
<laughs> it's there. Also, Monica, you like to make people feel awkward. Like sometimes you'll just and and I, I guess I do it sometimes too. But like you'll be like, yeah, that's interesting, and then just stare. Is, Can you make Ian feel awkward? Yeah, because I, I feel like he—it's not possible with him. Well, I mean, there's the normal thing she does, but then also horny baby. That's the best, though. Monica and I don't. How did horny baby even come across? Um, how did that even come up? I don't remember how it came up. I think we were just talking about characters. Oh, here's what it was. I came in and I was like, oh, there's this like kind of character voice I do sometimes that my wife hates that mm-hmm. I'm not allowed to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's horny baby. Um, <laughs> oh, baby want fucky? Um, <laughs> and, and so I wanted to do it at work because you can't get it's it fun out to the, do. The, yeah, and I can't house. do it at home. Oh my god! But then you bust it out. I'm like, I'm like, oh no! It feels bad. It feels bad to do it, but it's such a fun voice to do. Does Horny Baby have any other any other lines? Uh, that's pretty much it. Cause that's it. It's a baby. <laughs> Babies Ian. don't know many words. <laughs> they just know baby and want and fucky. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I hope. I hope so many kids are listening to this podcast <laughs> with I, their parents. I hope that my son does not unearth this. Yeah. Oh, he will. Day. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Tinder for hot dogs. <laughs> Tinder for hot dogs. Uh, yeah. What about it? Um, Tinder for hot dogs was a, uh, a sketch that you pitched. Well, so uh, sh- and I Shane still, and I, I still were feel like I still feel room. like we might do it. Oh, we're going to do it at some point. And you know when we're going to do it? Hold on. Well, first, let's talk about Tinder for hot dogs. Yes. Uh, because whenever Monica and I are, you know, it's like, hey, sometimes they'll be like, hey, Monica, Shane, go come up with some ideas for stuff or write mm-hmm. out some stuff. We need some new sketch pitches, whatever. And Monica and I will we'll hit on a topic and we're like, that's it. That's gold. When usually it is not. Sometimes it is. Anyways... Uh, <laughs> Monica had a few pitches. She was like, this sketch, this sketch, and Tinder for hot dogs was an idea I had. And I just go, yes, <laughs> Tinder for hot in, dogs. So I was like, this is obviously a great idea and yeah. viable. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so then I pitched it at a pitch meeting, and uh, no one gave it the respect it deserved. Well, hold on. I'm pretty sure I said something akin to, yes. <laughs> I mean, dude, Tinder, come on. First of all, beyond a sketch, it's a good idea. It's just a generally, genuinely good product. You you want a hot dog, but there's many types of hot dogs, but mm-hmm. the world, our economy doesn't cater to differentiating between exactly. hot dog tastes. Right. And for being like, for hot dogs being such an American food, we mm-hmm. don't like, we don't put it in the spotlight enough. We really don't. This is true. And it's like, sometimes you're in the mood for a Nathan's, sometimes you're in the mood for a Hebrew National. But see, you're talking about different brands. We're going beyond that. Oh. See, Tinder for hot dogs, <laughs> from the simplicity of an app on your phone. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> you're getting like, do you want a bratwurst? Do you want, do you want beef? Do you That's want turkey? Not... That, though, these are all the different types of, of dogs. What flavor, dog, what flavor profile do you want? What flavor profile? What sauces do you want? Uh, you know, it, it gets and type of buns you get. Oh my god, the extremes. You know, and you want to know that it's close by. Like I want to know that I don't have to travel more. Yeah, than Yeah, you want to see how close. And you can you can mm. specify in your bio. It's like dogs under uh, under six inches. Swipe swipe <laughs> swipe left. <laughs> Get really specific with it. This podcast is brought to you by Tinder for hot dogs. <laughs> No, it's great. It's that. a great idea. It's it's funny, but it's also good. I um I have to admit, I tried to write it. <laughs> I got nowhere. I think uh, uh, Ryan yeah, Finnerty like left me an hour to write it, and I tried so hard. I got six lines in, and I was like, I'm just gonna work on something else because I hate this one. Just I'm hand on it. hand me the reins, and I'll give you a, an autobiography on Tinder for hot dogs. You're going to write Tinder for hot dogs. Is that what you're saying right but here? But an autobiography. So from but the point, from of, the view point of view of, of your Tinder life. For hot dogs. I don't know what I was going with. <laughs> I'll give you, I'll give you a, a, a book the size of the Odyssey Well, for Tinder for hot dogs. You know what I think? I think if enough listeners give us a five-star review <laughs> with the review saying make Tinder for hot dogs – then we're gonna we're gonna have to make Tinder yes, for hot dogs. If we get enough, those dogs. we get enough five star reviews. And if you on guys, this podcast, and if you guys go to the YouTube and and like it and subscribe, yes. If we get 
fifty thousand likes on YouTube <laughs> on this on the Smoshcast you, YouTube video about <laughs> we'll this. We'll make Tinder for we'll hot make, dogs. We'll make Tinder, we'll for, make hot tinder dogs. for hot dogs. Make my dreams come true, please. Somebody do something for Shane. For once. I can't stress. <laughs> I can't stress how much I want Tinder for Hot Dogs made, and this is the only way that it's going to get made, guys. You have to, you all have to come out in droves and support this podcast in every way possible on YouTube, on on Spotify, on iTunes, in every way, and Tinder hot dog, Tinder for Hot Dogs will will come to fruition. Make it happen. Make it make happen. it happen, guys. Please. And I just want to take a quick moment to say that we got two sponsors today, baby. Our first sponsor is ZipRecruiter. Hiring is challenging, but there's one place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. A place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates. That place, my friend, is ZipRecruiter.com slash smosh. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each and every one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter, and this is crazy, ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through their site within the first day. That's honestly impressive. I wish I was that consistent. And right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash smosh. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash S-M-O-S-H. And just in case you didn't hear me the first two times, ZipRecruiter.com slash smosh. And our second sponsor is Away Travel. Away asked thousands of people how they pack, why they travel, and what bugs them the most about luggage. Then they took that feedback and made some pretty awesome pieces of luggage that are very durable, affordable, and solve several things that annoy me about traveling. Uh, they come in a variety of colors and four sizes. They have the carry-on, the bigger carry-on, the medium, or the large. The coolest thing about both the carry-ons is that they are able to charge all cell phones, tablets, and anything that's powered by a USB cord. And a single charge of the Away carry-on can actually charge an iPhone five times, which I think is super, super dope. And they also come with a TSA-approved combination lock and a removable washable laundry bag, which I love because I go through weird lengths to separate my dirty, stinky clothes from my fresh ones. So thank you very much for thinking about that, Away. It's like they just know me. For $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash smosh and use promo code smosh during checkout. That's awaytravel.com slash smosh. Use promo code smosh at checkout for $20 off a suitcase. And now back to whatever the hell we were talking about. You are a graduate from a fashion institute, right? Yes. Well, So, so you went to... <laughs> You went to FITM, right? Yes, I did. And that stands for? Uh, Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising. That also really works, like FITM, like, you, you know, because you're making stuff that people fit into. <laughs> Tell me about those pants. <laughs> FITM. Where does this fit into? Oh. Where? Oh, dang. Got him. Yeah. Nice. Where nice. does this, Where? how did you end up, so you went to college for? Like fashion and merchandising and stuff. Yeah, kind of, not, not exactly by choice. Okay. Um, my grades were really bad in high school, and so I couldn't get into a lot of schools. But so I was like, fulfill, I can go kind of a trade school. You couldn't fulfill like the the immigrant parents' desires of becoming a lawyer or a doctor. Right. So, fashion. Yeah. What, what did you want to be when you were growing up? Oh, I wanted to be a comedian. Oh, really? Yeah. From like how, like early, I used very to, early Yeah, on. when I was like uh, very young, I used to write a lot and I used to on, uh, I used to jack my brother's talk boy and do like a little radio show and like, and and make my family listen to it. And I think they didn't like it that much. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're on a podcast and you're going to make your family listen to this. Oh, I would See? hate it if they listened to this. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I miss talk boy. I don't even know what that is. Oh my god! It's just Shame. like a little tape recorder. Um, okay. But it was marketed for children. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Cool. There's, there's a classic old, or was that Yak Pack? I'm getting confused with the Yak Pack. I think Talk Boy was similar, but it's 
they have a commercial where it's like this like boy like sneaks up on like his like sister making out with the boy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Stop drooling on me." That's I think that's talk boy. That okay, sounds yeah. like the nineties. Yeah. Sounds like a nineties. Oh, it was the most nineties commercial ever. And then they made the talk girl. Oh, it was just pink, right? <laughs> yeah. That it was like, wait, girls aren't buying this because it's blue. We gotta make it pink. It was gray, which is a gender neutral color. Yeah. <laughs> but because they had boy in the title, oh, yeah. they were like, oh, now we can, yeah, get more of the market. <laughs> Love the 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Different time. <laughs> so you had to talk boy. Yes. Wow. Because it was my brother's, and we often shared one toy. What? Like we were given a, a one thing to share, like when we wa- both wanted a toy. That we were sucks. Given one of them. That sucks. What? That's a bummer. <laughs> That's one, a real bummer. One toy. How old you, was your brother? Were you the same age? He's, uh, he's two years older than me. Okay. So, and, and I get it because they were like, my parents were never going to get their money's worth if they're like, let me buy two of the identical thing. And then it would be b- abandoned. I've been to your parents' house, Monica. They're doing okay. <laughs> yeah, because they didn't waste their money. No. On two on, toys for on two kids. They didn't buy so many talk boys. <laughs> they saved up instead. I get it because like, now I have nieces and a nephew or whatever, and I see like you get a toy for them, and it's like that'll be done within a month. Oh, like yeah. they're gonna get bored with that. So I fully understand where your parents are coming from. But as a remembering as a kid, I would have hated that. I, I would have I hated having I, to share every single I thing. I think I didn't know any better, but also my brother and I used to fight and like beat the shit out of each other. Well, so. that's why. <laughs> Were you bigger than your brother? No. Were you older than your brother? No, but I used to bite him and then cry to my parents that he started it. Nice. Yeah. And then the later, ultimate little sister move. And you only became better because you were on wrestling team, right? Yeah. In and high then school. I remember back in the day when Kurt Maloney still wrote with us. He was like, "Yeah, if you try to wrestle Monica, she will defeat you." Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ian and I. I tried. I. You tried to. I. Well, I. Ian didn't go that hard because. I just don't. I, I just don't know what's what's okay and what's not okay in a in a play wrestling match. <laughs> so I challenged. She was like, she was saying that Kurt would. She would throw down. Yeah, and she'd beat Kurt. And and wrestling. for those listening, Monica is how, how tall? Are you? Like you're, uh, five feet. Yes, and Kurt Maloney is like five eleven. Yeah, whatever. But yeah, you would destroy him if I remember correctly. <laughs> I only heard about it, but he was like, we were pretty evenly matched, but usually I would come out on top. Yeah. So I I tried to I tried to play wrestle Monica. And then I, I want to say you just kind of like you just kind of hopped on my back or something. You yep. you just kind of like a little spider on me. Yeah. Um, and then I I just admitted def- I believe I admitted defeat. And I was like, or this, was is, just a this is a weird thing to be doing. I think I had a moment of clarity of yeah. like I think we, we both are did at an office party right now. <laughs> and someone's gonna get hurt. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. We kind of had, both had a moment of clarity from the time that probably thirty seconds after I realized that. You were just stuck on my back, and nothing mm-hmm. was going to change. <laughs> so you did you did wrestling in high school, mm-hmm. um, which there's a great photo that we have floating around here somewhere. Yeah, I brought in. I found like my wallet size freshman year wrestling picture, so I brought one into the office. It's so great because <laughs> it's it's you just in this like the wrestling position. I'm sure everybody's wrestling photo is the same. Yes, it's just kind of like a <clears throat> yeah, like just like <laughs> it's crouched. pretty. Like I'm a, it's pretty going great. get you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's exactly that. Did you ever wrestle? Were there other girls that you wrestled against? Yeah, so uh, there weren't that many girls, but there were def- there were tournaments that were uh, girls only, uh, uh, and then a few teams did have girls on their like varsity lineup or whatever. So I mean, because with wrestling, like the weight classes are so defined, right? Yes. So so to get another girl that just so happens to be in your weight, because it's not like cross country where it's just like, everyone just runs at the same time and it doesn't matter how <laughs> go, big kids. or small you are. Go, get out of there. Yeah, just like go through the woods or something <laughs> and then come back eventually. Yeah. Go away and then come back. So if there wasn't a girl in your weight class, would you wrestle a guy then? Yes. And then were they like, I mean, it's high school, so everybody's just awkward. Yes. But like, was that just like really weird for them? Yeah, some guys refused Wow. To wrestle me. Uh, uh, did they ever give it like on what grounds was it like? That they just didn't. It, they just don't for want that to, they or? thought of it as a lose lose because either you <sighs> you beat a girl or you lose to a girl, and yeah. because of sexism, that's like that bad. sucks. Either yeah. way, that sucks. I mean, there's definitely no toxic mas- masculinity in wrestling. No, come on. <laughs> I mean, on, on the flip side, you definitely have to be comfortable with yourself if you're gonna like walk around a little like 
little onesie or yeah, what, what do you call that singlet, uh, singlet yeah. yeah i can't imagine doing anything like that in i mean i guess i'm the one i did swimming for a while when i was a like early teens and having mm. to wear those speedos or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, this is, this sucks. Oh yeah. yeah. Be- being a teenager, a teenage girl, like show, like being like, Oh, everyone can see my whole body. Cool. Mm. Yeah. Uh, that was also when I asked my mom to start buying me thongs. Cause I was like, I can't be the girl with the panty line. Oh, in the singlet. In the singlet. Yep. Yeah. That's about when I asked my mom for thongs. Yeah. Yeah. She said no. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, well, you know, you're an adult now you can get your own thongs. Oh, trust me, I do. Good. Yeah. Monica, uh, when I was over at your parents' place, um, mm-hmm. it was your baby shower? Yeah, my wife's baby shower. It was your wife's baby shower? Yeah, I mean, because I, she she carried the baby. I didn't do anything. I was just there. <laughs> I just rooted her on. <laughs> I guess that's, I guess I never thought about that. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, you didn't do anything. I do now. <laughs> <laughs> I just left her alone for nine months. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. You left her out in the to, woods. Yeah, like cross country. Yeah. It was it was at your parents' place where I I got to experience uh, one of my one of my first times ever being racially profiled. Yeah, nice. you got to see how it felt. Yeah, I know it was fun. Uh, one of one of uh, one of Monica's relatives <laughs> came up to me and she started talking to me. She assumed that I knew this guy. The only reason she assumed I knew the guy was because this guy. Was also white with be- a beard mm-hmm. and, and glasses, and glasses, and she assumed that you know all the white guys with beards and glasses know each other. Well, did you know him? No, I didn't. I didn't. Know him. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know him. You and, friggin' know him? You're like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, damn it. But uh, but I I didn't take offense to it. But it was it was funny to me because I was like I was actually a little excited. Because I was like, oh, this is my first time being racially profiled. Yeah, that's how it feels every time. I, do I get a ribbon? Is that how this works? Do I get Do I get anything for it? Uh, you just, yeah, you get treated like a second class citizen. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Um, okay, that's good to know. Actually, yeah. no, it's my second time being racially profiled. Earlier in the year, um, I was at a Thai food place, and I asked for a certain spice level, and the guy was like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, I mean, like, it shouldn't be too bad. And then, like, the, the, the lady that ran the place came out, and she was like, are you sure? And I was like, okay, I guess I'll get the less spicy. And it came out, and it wasn't spicy. And I was like, I think I've been racially profiled. I don't think that's because you're white. I think that's just because you look like a huge wuss. Yeah, Yeah, you look, you're a very soft man. <laughs> yeah, I'm a soft boy, but I do like my spice. Yeah, you're yeah. soft on the outside. Wow. Cold Being and empty racially, on the inside. racially profiled twice. Yeah. Really, I know. Yeah. It's tough. Like, what's, I think God. I've been racially pro- profiled less, but I don't know. I can't remember. I don't know. I feel like I, I, I wouldn't know. I mean, I... Um, I Can't assume everything's personal. Between I feel you like, and Damien. Well, yeah, we're the same person. Yeah. Mm, Literally the same. That's because we're on, we're on Disney I, Channel. I, I don't think about it all the time, but I'm sure that uh, I've been treated differently um, by some people, like based on my race or yeah. uh, being a woman or being gay. But I, I don't think about it because I'll never know which one it is. Yeah. 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 You kind of, you kind of hit the lotto, Monica, <laughs> like of like things you could be discriminated against. Yeah. So I just, I can't, cause then I will drive myself crazy trying yeah. to be like, well, is this person more uh, like, are they more of a homophobe or more of a racist? And you ask or them and it, it makes them short circuit. Cause they're like, <laughs> I don't know why I'm mad at you. <laughs> like which one? I need to pick one to be mad at oh, you about. And they just, <laughs> yeah. Sparks fly out of their neck. Did you grow up in an area that was like that was like welcoming of it, or did you kind of keep a lot of it like under wraps? Like, I, I mean, I think that um, you're talking about being queer, right? Not being brown. Well, I, <laughs> being short circuits. They knew. <laughs> yes. Yes. I grew up like in the suburbs outside of LA, so because it's Southern California, um, there is. Definitely, like, people are uh, accepting and a little bit more liberal, but it was a suburban area, so I still, like, I I didn't feel 100% comfortable there, but it was also within my own home life and stuff. I didn't feel 100% comfortable, and, of of course, you know, my family has now come around and and been really supportive, but it it took a while to get there. 
in in like high school and stuff were you were you out then or was it just kind of like a thing where you're like I can't fucking deal with this right now I'm gonna wait till after or I guess I don't even know if it's I don't even know if that's the decision process. Um, I came out when I was uh, 16, okay. and it's and and I kind of started before that. Where you know I'd tell a couple people and got a generally accepting reaction, and so became a little more comfortable with myself, and got to a point uh, where I was like, well, if this person doesn't like me or accept me, then it's better that I know, and then because this is who I am. So, so yeah, I came out in high school, which at that time, not a lot of people were out in high school. Yeah. Because this I, was... I feel like, because we're, we're like the same age, and I feel like we were on, we were on that cutting, that sort of like edge of like Prop 8 passed. Prop 8 was mm-hmm. the, was the California law that banned gay marriage. Yeah. Uh, and that passed in like 2008. Right. And so, and in, in I was... <laughs> 16 in like 2003. Yeah. So, yeah, five years before people were still like, hey, we don't like this. It's gross. Yeah. I didn't know anybody in high school that that was out. Yeah. Like, I knew a couple people came out afterwards, but in my high school, I, I mean, there was, there was maybe one girl that was, that was like very much out. Other than that, I didn't know anybody. I didn't, I didn't have any gay friends that I knew of. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was, it was very weird. Like, I feel like nowadays it's, it's, it's much more, it's much more encouraged. I mean, vis- visibility really helps. Like when you have people that you can look to and, and know that there are, uh, successful people who are like you, um, you know, aren't like who are doing well and they're happy. It gives you the courage to come out and living in a time when it's, everyone's quiet about it, it makes it even more difficult to be the person who is like the first person out of all yeah. your friends or whatever. And like, I guess like in like in the arts, I guess it was always, that was always a little more okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you saw someone successful as like an actor or like a theater actor and it was like, it was like, well, yeah, but that's like, it's okay to be gay there. But like you said, like seeing other successful people now, we now like in business, you're you're finding like, Oh, this person's gay. This person's gay. And politics. Politics, same yeah. thing. So now, now it's like a much like broader thing where it was just like before you would only see like very open people in like the arts. Yeah, and I think we're. I I hope we get there with sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's oh man, yeah. It's tough with um. It's I mean yeah. It's the hope. It's masculine you know, very masculine industries. It's just like, it's such a tough fight, man. Like, it's tough to, I don't know. And it's probably, all, and I think some of that falls on the fans too. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I think most of it it's does. It's just yeah. that culture. It's just, they're just not accepting of Cause it. Because I, I honestly well, don't not think. comfortable. They're, yeah. it's an insecure, I mean, masculinity is so insecure at its, its core and that's mm-hmm. that's the issue. I honestly don't think a lot of the athletes even give a shit. Like, I think, I think it's more, I think it's more on the, I think some of them do, but yeah, yeah, it is on the fans because um, the LA Kings, the the hockey team, uh, they have a Pride Night once a season, mm-hmm. and um, I follow them on Instagram, and they posted about Pride Night, and I made the mistake of looking at the comments, and Ooh. it was just people <laughs> being like, "Why would yeah. you do this? Don't do this. What about Vets Night and like stuff that already exists?" What and. It's such a bummer. <laughs> yeah, they're they're suddenly upset about things regarding that that they would never be upset about regarding anything else. It was the same as uh, when um, God, what is his name? There was the LA. It wasn't. It was when there were still the St. Louis Rams. Uh, there was a player who got drafted and he was openly gay. Yeah, Michael Sam. That's right. Oh, I was like yeah, Sam. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, but you know he kissed his boyfriend and people made a big deal. They're like he did that on purpose to to show it in our faces. I'm like, how many people? lean and kiss their wife or yeah. girlfriend in the yeah. same I bet you we can look in earlier in the same draft but you have an issue with that because you're looking for that and you're paying attention to yeah. that right. and you're upset about that and 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 a lot of people react to uh male on male affection as icky and then and girl on girls hot basically yeah it's like hypersexualized yeah. and it's like this is icky so i need mm-hmm. to find a reason to justify why I don't like it because I can't just say it's icky. Yeah. And you can't say it's because you're uncomfortable with yourself and with mm-hmm. your own masculinity. Yeah, because uh, it is that. It is obviously the cultural, like, 
discriminatory view of it, but it's also, um, and people I know who are like that, it's a fear of vulnerability, right? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it's a fear of like, here's someone who's just openly, like there's, there's an aspect of that. And I think it's why sexism and homophobia, I think are so tied, especially with men regarding, regarding that. Cause it's just like, it's a fear of, of being more in touch with your emotions and stuff, which is why the, I feel like that side, those same people who say those horrible things also are the ones who are rocking those mugs that say, fuck your feelings. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, yeah, because you kind of are scared of feelings. Right. So it's better to just say, I'm going to kill feelings, like yeah. shoot feelings with a gun as opposed to <laughs> let yourself feel stuff and be okay I with I want things. a mug that says shoot your feelings with a gun. <laughs> feel empathy. I'm yeah. sure it exists. <laughs> I'm going to check. Um, New Smosh merch. <laughs> but like bringing it, bring it like back around to, to, to Smosh, like, you know, there's obviously all types of people that that watch our stuff and mm -hmm. and I want our content to to represent everyone. I want it I don't want it to, you know, offend and offend people intentionally. Um obviously some people are just going to be offended by the nature of a joke because it jokes have their yeah. Yeah. But Tom uh, Cruise people <laughs> offend them. But I mean that's that's where like, you know, Monica like you're so instrumental or as Courtney would say, detrimental <laughs> on accident. Uh, she said that in the last podcast. She got it. She got those words mixed up. But you're, I feel like you're you're a very big like piece to this, and I don't mean to shoulder this burden on you, <laughs> but like being being a woman, being a person of color, being queer, like those are those are not those are not life experiences that I have. Right. That I'm excited to have somebody like yourself who had a completely different life experience add that sort of knowledge and know-how and experience into Smosh. Yeah, I mean, I definitely appreciate how uh, much my voice is valued here um, because at first, especially, there was like a little bit of a fear and I felt like I had to maybe conform to like everyone else's point of view, um, which, you know, everyone writing for Smosh was a straight white man, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. You know, feeling like, oh, I have to adjust myself so that I fit in with this. And then realizing that um, I'm here because I have my own unique voice. And I don't think it's like a tokenism thing. I think it's just like, hey, let's make sure we have um, as many points of view as we can have in this. Um, but then there are other times where it feels like it feels like a lot of responsibility to be like, oh, I'm here to speak for all people of color. I'm here to speak for all women. I'm here to speak for all queer people when there's no way to do that. Like I could do my best to um, do right by marginalized groups, but there's no way that I can speak for all of them. So does that like, do you ever, so you feel like that's a pressure sometimes? Like, um, Sometimes. And then sometimes I also feel like I, I don't want to be the downer here, but this is like like I'll I'll say hey this is kind of maybe not great for this group yeah. to hear yeah um, which you never want to be the downer in a room um, but I think we all but whenever you've brought it up it's it's made total sense like right. it, it hasn't been like you know a very very like insane thing you and know? you're not the only one who's doing that i feel right. like we've yeah. all we we've all, all as a group other. have gotten and we've gotten better about it um of yeah just... and I, I think it was a lot of that feeling of responsibility was just this like internalized thing that i have that mm -hmm. i'm kind of working through yeah. um so, so yeah because i know that nobody ever no one's goal is to hurt people because mm -hmm. we want to do the opposite like we just want to make people laugh we have we have a, a small amount of time should should we talk should we talk about jesse taylor <laughs> Should we should we bring that up? All right. So <laughs> so there was this there was this girl. Um, she she's sort of like a controversial Instagram user. She posts a lot of like like underwear photos, bikini photos, that kind of stuff. Very like in your face kind of controversial person. Her name is Jessie Taylor, and um, she attracted the ire of uh, people online, and they got her account uh, deleted on Instagram. She had 130,000 followers, so she took to YouTube and uh, went on this big tirade about how this was her life, and without her followers, uh, her life is meaningless, and uh, how she's 
she says that um, she's not something to the, to the degree that uh, she's not like the 90% of people who can work a nine to five job. And she says that she's incapable of doing that. And that's why, and that's not why she moved to LA. <laughs> and uh, she, she also said, uh, she said like, I'm worthless uh, without my followers. Uh, and this is, this is my favorite quote. She told this website uh, that her account being deleted felt like a murder. She said, I felt like it was a homicide. Like somebody murdered me and then went online to say, I murdered this girl. She then said, I called the police actually and told them about this. And they said, you can't compare a murder to this. And I was like, no, that's exactly what it felt like. That part's really funny. Uh, (laughs) I called the police. This whole story and uh, the video that she put out is a wild roller coaster. It, it's yeah. a it's a massive because we we all watched this video together and we started off being like oh god and then it got us all to a point where we're like oh no mm-hmm. but then we like we went through every emotion yeah I, we were like I was like rooting for her Be- and then I was like but I'm kind of disgusted but like yeah. I want the best for you because yeah. it suddenly comes up that she used to be a, a prostitute, a prostitute yeah. and we're like whoa oh okay okay uh, and it goes so many places do we know what exactly she did that they used used to get it deleted. Well, I saw an old video. Because that's where she, a factor. I saw an old video where she very gleefully uh, proclaimed that she's a racist. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's not great. That's that's not so solid. Um, she's like, yeah, I'm a racist. Oh, I was like, is on. that, is that, uh, yeah, <laughs> not defending, that's pretty bad. Obviously, I didn't see the context. Is to there, is there, like, right. I'm curious, so. if she's posting content like that all the time. Look, right. I, I, I went to her, uh, I went to her backup account, her Instagram account, and it's a very little substance. <laughs> so, and and she and she, her complaint was that um, there's uh, plenty of other larger users that are controversial. So, why can't she be controversial? Well, isn't the guy who took her is how, how great is the person who took her down too? You know, because it's kind of like the guy who came after yeah. uh, the director of um, of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, the guy who came after him was also tweeting horrible stuff. I mean, it's right. like right, yeah. The, well, the guy, the it's it's not. Nece- I don't know if it's necessarily the guy or his fans, but the guy. Well, I I, I didn't do enough research, but there yeah. there's a guy Ice Poseidon. He he's known for having like these very terrible fans that basically they ruin his life, and that's that's his whole kind of gimmick. Okay. Like they like swat oh. him in public and okay, but he's made a career out of it. But he's also kind of attracted a very sort of toxic fan base. Um, I think he, I think she sort of directed the ire of him and his fan base, so they came after her. The the craziest thing out of it was her saying, "I'm nothing without my following," and it yes. makes me wonder. For us, like in this industry, what would your reaction be if if you just suddenly it was gone? Well, if your if your all your social media just got deleted and you have to restart it all. Well, I mean, I think in I I don't know why I always want to give people the benefit of the doubt. Um, but when she said that, she went on to say that uh, it's because that was her income. So mm-hmm. without followers, she had no income. It's true. Um, I mean, right. But then, but also saying like, I will not work a nine to five job. Right. Like I like, have. She said like, well, because she said she used to work at McDonald's and she hated it. But then she it. said she she has no skills. Like yeah. she just went back. It, it's and all forth. over the place. Yeah. You'll feel bad for for a second. Then between you're... like, are you saying that? Other people like are worse than you for doing this stuff. Or are you saying that you're like they're better than you? Or yeah, what are you getting at? Here? I do think it's a, I do think that video says a lot about society, though. Yes. Yeah. I think I think there is a part of that mindset that's in all of us. Yes, I think that anyone who's uh, who's uh, m- like their main income or or their job is essentially being in the public eye. Um, has a little bit of that, like I'm worthless without my followers. But if if your if your whole brand is being controversial and being a problem right. and and like we we give like way too much attention to people that we really shouldn't for give sure. attention mm-hmm. to, and she made she made a living off of it for a time. Yeah, she she claimed that she made five hundred thousand dollars over over the three years 
that uh, <laughs> what? That, yeah. Okay. So yeah. So she said uh, she said she made five hundred thousand dollars from her account over three years. She said that money does not last. She said you oh. go to the Gucci store a few times, you pay a couple months of rent. I'm not rich like I used to be. Absolute roller coaster. I'm telling you, every <laughs> everything she says will change your every sentence she says will change your mind about her. Right. Yes. <laughs> every single sentence. I mean, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of just God. really poor decisions in this person's just, life. Yeah. And and she she says when when somebody says How like, old is she? She's t- like 21. I mean, yeah, she's 21. I was a piece of shit when I was That's 21. That's the thing, man. Like with social media, we're like constantly, it's like a 19 year old says something. I'm like, dude, yeah. what decade? Yeah. What? Um, but also like, I, I, like she, she alluded to like not having a good family life right. and being right. kicked out I and mean, being alienated and like having all her friends backstab you. But when also when somebody says everyone's backstabbed me, it's like, well, maybe you were the problem. And then there's this like, you want to believe this person who's been victimized, but you're also only hearing one side of a story. Yeah. It's so hard to pass judgment yeah. when you don't know anything. I, I think, I think the big thing is like, this is, this is sort of a clear example of somebody that just needs a really good person to just kind of like be like, oh, honey, like just like. Well, that's probably the problem. Is yeah, she doesn't have any sort of I've, support. I've seen, like I've seen people. Support. Yeah, I've seen people like her. I know people like her, and and it's right. just it. It's not necessarily their fault, but they, but they, but what happens afterwards? It's like okay, it's not enough personal responsibility. Five hundred thousand dollars. Let's say you're 18 and you get $500,000. What are you going to do with that money? That's true. I mean, yeah, you can't fault any. When you don't have somebody like my dad's an accountant. So, and also, like, like, he's hammered into my head. Like, yeah, you get money and you save it. Finances are really difficult and we do not teach anything regarding it. That's what I have a kind of, I don't think it's that much of a conspiracy theory, but the reason we don't teach finances very early on is because I think that's what society wants. They want you to blow all your money. They don't give teach it to everybody about, else. They don't teach you about credit card debt. Like, no. no. You, Why would you, they? you get into college and they're like, here's a credit card. Go have fun with it. It's free money. Or yeah. like, yeah, c- come to school, take out this huge loan yeah. at this crazy interest rate. Like, sign up for this when you're 17. Yeah. This like and crippling debt. Pay us until you're 45. Like, yeah. we, like, I remember, like, I don't know if it was an economics class or what. We learned how to like write a check. Teach me, teach me about 401k. Teach me about mutual mm-hmm. funds. Teach me about, you know, yeah. how to do my friggin' taxes. Oh man, and <laughs> Which also I don't know how to do because again, my dad's an accountant, so he does my taxes. So. It also must be insane, like for her to go from having no money to that amount of money. Yes. Not like she slowly, like her lifestyle slowly changed right. to fit that. It went from nothing to Gucci. Yeah, that's my. Uh, that's my autobiography. <laughs> From nothing, nothing to, to Gucci. Gucci. <laughs> I just, it's, it's nothing, nothing good came out of this. But it's, I think it's definitely sad in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think there's definitely a lot. There's a whole ton of lessons you can learn from, from just this, uh, this one video of her freak out. And right. uh, I don't, I don't take. I don't take enjoyment out of the fact that she's in this situation, but I also definitely don't approve of of uh, her content or anything she's done. Can, can yeah. you imagine if you worked any other job and you were like c- kind of a dick about it and then you got fired and then released this video? Yeah, can you imagine a job that paid you $500,000 over the course of three years and then you get fired from the job and then you're like, well, I, I just can't work another job. I just can't do it. Well, once you get used <laughs> to that lifestyle, it must you must think like it must be impossible to go back to actually working. Yeah, like, right. like for her, like she got used to, and I mean, for so many people who make this these types of livings on social media, where it's like, oh, I can just be an awful person, yeah. and make money, and just just post whatever and make money, and then suddenly that. Being and, gone. and I don't know if it's the thought process of I can be awful and make money, but it's like you say one terrible thing, and then it blows up and it gets all yeah. this attention. So yeah. you're like, okay, that's what yeah. people want to hear attention. and see. So, and then you start to buy into your own shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like the Star Wars. Yeah, check. there was that that video. Uh, some like conservative Twitter account. Uh, this this you know 
Ashley something with with American flag emojis. I don't even want her. to say her name. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That, well, that's the thing. I don't want to give her attention. But she posted this video of this sweet guy reacting to the Star Wars trailer, like getting super excited about it. And she was just like, Star Wars and these comic book movies are breeding a, a whole new sort of undateable man. Mm-hmm. Like it's so pathetic or so, like just attacked him. And it's the sweetest video. Yeah. And of course, it just goes so viral. Every all the tweets replying to it, and so many people are retweeting it, being like, "I can't believe she would say this guy is so." And I'm like, "We're just." She clearly this was her plan. And yes. literally, what else did she think was going to happen? I think I've seen maybe twenty of the people that I follow respond to that tweet and like quote retweet it. I'm like, "Just stop giving her attention." And to be right. so sick of seeing this woman's tweet. It's, it's so hard because you want to silence these people, but you also want to shame them because yeah. you're like, "Hey, that person who like has this following and people like they suck," and here's why. But those people, it's, they're not shamed. They're not shameable no, because not they take they, they get take more enjoyment. attention off of it. And right. she on her a Twitter account was making it like she was the victim. She's like, I can't believe all these people are saying so many mean things to me. Yeah. And other people responding to that, being like, I know what's wrong with them. And I'm like, my god. But it is also cathartic, like reading the comments, responding to her, defending the guy, which was sure. great. Yeah. And I was definitely getting like a little bit of a high off of just reading those, and I wanted to say something. Yeah. I wanted to pile on too, but I'm like, she doesn't care. She's not responding to any of these. Yeah. She clearly, like the insane things she's saying, no normal human. Right. She's not going to be shocked that we're responding. And I mean, society had already weighed in. So what's the point in just adding to that pile and then attracting more and more and more and more attention? But And it's great for the guy in the video if he happens to have seen all this mayhem. Like, it's great that we're supporting him because he shouldn't feel bad at all in this. Yeah. But I do hate that she... It feels it can't. I can't help but feel like she was victorious in it, and that's the same with any time these conser- these troll, regardless of of political or religious beliefs or whatever, just trolls on the internet. When they get so much attention, when yep. they cause an eruption, it's like they won. It's like a drug. They're like, yeah, right in my veins. I need another yeah. hit. Yeah, I yeah. mean that's just what they do. You say something insane, and you're gonna get a bunch of views. Yep. And then hey, I just I just try to ignore those people. Like uh, my tough. my comment on it isn't on Twitter isn't going to change anybody's minds. And if right. and if I don't agree with it, why would I want to bring everyone's attention to it? That just seems kind of, you know. And it's tough because it's like you said, like there there isn't a right, like the people who were responding were correct in supporting the guy, whatever. I can't say they're wrong for responding to her, but. Also, I think I read that that guy's married, so. Yeah, no, he's doing fine. He's not undateable, okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's address that guy fucks. Yeah. Probably. Horde. <laughs> it is actually the sweet. That video is actually the sweetest video ever. He is just sobbing. I Those love it. The trailer. I love it when people just unabashedly like a thing. It's like this pure like yeah. emotion and connection with something. And so I love that stuff. Nintendo fans reacting to Smash Brothers. It's it, so dude, it's it's fun. so sweet. I actually okay, real quick Game of Thrones thing. I will often after watching Game of Thrones, days later they'll often release like just reactions to that episode. And I will watch I will watch so much of that stuff. There used to be videos of a whole bar. Oh, they would yeah. record it of them all reacting to stuff. Right. And I loved it. Cause I was yeah. like, if I watch the video alone, then I'm like, oh, then I, but I want to like, I want to make sure other people are just as hyped as me. Sweet. People that are more drunk than me. <laughs> yeah. Sick. Why would you watch Game of Thrones in a bar? That's so That sounds awesome. Yeah. No, no, they're, they're like, they're all like legit fans. Oh. So it's dead silent. Oh, okay. that's cool. And then the crazy thing happens. They all just go like, nuts. Yeah. And they're like, shh. Yeah, yeah. Or, or the, yeah. You'll, you'll hear the one like, like, oh my God, is that? Sh- 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 sh. <laughs> <laughs> Stacy, stop. <laughs> Wait, what did that guy do? Shut up. Is that the bad guy? God, dang it, Stacy. <laughs> Where's Voldemort? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, so uh, when we were talking, when we were discussing topics for this, something that came up uh, that we haven't gotten around to was uh, the first video that I worked on here. Oh. And I, I was like, I don't remember because the way we do things is um, you know, our, our production is a certain amount ahead of the writers and then there's the release schedule. And so when I first came in, I was doing punch up on a few things, but it was like months before that stuff came out. The first uh, full video that I really wrote on was Every Bird Ever. Oh no, Monica. Oh. <laughs> you shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Somehow you, I got away with it. You shouldn't have. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I think 
you know, we've talked a lot of crap about Every Bird Ever over the years. I will say, I think I was the one, I, I believe I was the one who pitched it. Yes. Initially. I was like, I came into the office and I was like, guys. That was the original We got to do dogs. Every Bird Ever. And I remember a lot of people were like, well, all right. And I was like, guys, we got to do it. <laughs> it <be> so good. <laughs> so, I, you know, um, and I think the script, the script was actually really good. And everybody did their job really well. And it just sometimes the the the, the magic just isn't there in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, Not all were... ten thousand of our videos can be absolute bangers, right? You know, <laughs> every once in a while you just gotta have an every. Even bird though a, love, yeah. a lot, a lot, tons of people love every bird ever. Sure, sure, tons of people. It's got its cult following. It's like Blade sure. Runner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's exactly similar like audience, Blade I would say. Blade yes. Runner, every bird ever. Exactly. Very similar crowd. <laughs> Um, wow, what a bombshell to leave this podcast on. I had no idea. That's also crazy just how long we've been working together. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't hit me until I think about that. Well, um, Monica, Shane, thank you so much for coming on this podcast. And I feel like I learned so much. Thanks, Uh, Ayn. What? Ayn, thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Uh, and, and, and you guys at home, uh, thank you so much for listening to us just talk about a bunch of bow. Um, if you are listening to us on any of your favorite podcast apps, make sure you subscribe and, and do that little, uh, rate it, rate it. Give us more five stars. If we get enough five star ratings and 50,000 yep. subscribers Tinder, on the t- Smoshcast 50, YouTube channel. likes. 50,000 likes. Yep. Uh, and a bunch of five star ratings on the on iTunes. We will make Tinder for hot dogs. We'll give the dogs. people what they want. Yeah, yeah if, exactly. if you demand it, but you have to demand it. <laughs> Don't and, ask for it. Demand it. Yes, because that's how the internet works. Mm-hmm. Change.org. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and if you're listening to this on, if you're watching this on YouTube, hello, you can see our faces, but uh, you can't hear us say bad words. Uh, but make sure you're subscribed and um, watch the highlights. They're now appearing on the Smoshcast channel. They're no longer on Smosh Pit. And uh, we love you so much. And uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, bye bye. Bye. Gross.